The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Sixer Sense Podcast, hosted by co-site experts Lucas Johnson and Christopher Klein. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas, I got Uri here. No Chris tonight, but he sends his love, of course, because he's with his family. And we are we're just excited to talk about Tyrese Max. I mean the Philadelphia 76ers, right, Uriah? <laughs> No, you had it right. This is Tyrese, <laughs> Tyrese Maxey's team. He's taking over. Pretty much. It feels like it sometimes. <laughs> What's up, man? How you, how you been? Uh, it's been a busy weekend. Uh, had baby girl. She had runny nose all weekend, so that was a fun little time running around using tissues and whatever you could grab at the moment sometimes because, you know, three-year-olds. Yeah, three-year-olds, man. The nerve of them to... The, the, the nerve of not knowing how to control their nose not. Yes. <laughs> But no, she she was playing normally and everything, just the runny nose. But you know, overall, it's been a good weekend. I would say, cool. We had a lot of fun. She likes to play Russell with Dad now, and you know that's always fun. And she like she she watched. Uh, she did not watch the Miami game with me, but she watched part of the Cleveland game with me the night before. Uh, what about the Knicks game? Did she watch that game with you? Uh, let me think about that. I think she. Fell asleep during the first quarter yeah. of that that game, which eight eight thirty, yeah. Oh no 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 no! That night, no. She she went back to her mom's that night. Yeah. So listen, let me let me tell you about the game on Wednesday night because I was yes. there. I want to give a, a really great shout out to my buddy Scott, who last minute invited me to the game. Box seats, great great view of the court. Shout out to Anna. Happy belated birthday, all her friends. They had a blast. We all had a blast. And I, I got to the game early. We got to the game early, Lucas. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Everybody was there to see, right? Oh, yeah. I tell you, it was like James Harden's out there, and people were swarming down toward the court, and, and he's just warming up, <laughs> shooting threes, knocking them down. It was like I, a, I, it was it was like a three-headed albino giraffe was there. <laughs> Seriously, people were just like gaping, like, what? Well, well, you know, I saw pictures on Twitter. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, it was – just during when the season ticket holders were coming in mm-hmm. and it was so packed in those pictures. I, it was just unbelievable. I can't even describe how exciting it was and to see him come out and, and put up those points and put on a show for the for near, the, near triple double, right? Yeah, exactly. I think he got like 28, nine and nine or something like that. 26, yeah. nine and nine. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was a great debut for him. I think <clears> the fans who were there, Really, really appreciate him coming to this team. 
and uh, we deserve it, man. After the the process years, we deserve it. The process years gave us Joel. What we deserved it for was this drama with Ben Simmons, which mm. apparently is not over yet. But we'll get to that later, man. Let's <laughs> let's let's start off with the game that happened last night. Absolutely. So we're going to go into uh, the game that we all wish he would have played, but for yeah. uh, I guess rest reasons, James mm-hmm. Harden had to sit out. But I'm looking at the box score now. I'll give you some team stats real quick, everybody. So the Sixers shot <clears throat> 34% from the entire field, which I, I can't imagine anybody being in anybody in this league shooting like that. The Heat, they scored, they shot 48%. The score was 99-82, which is like a really mm. low score in the NBA today. But pretty much across the board, Miami just led in, in every aspect of this game. It seemed like Lucas that the Sixers from the night before just had zero energy. They just were deflated from the moment the ball tipped off. But, yeah, it was it was not a very competitive game. Uh, what did you think about the Miami game? Well, here's a couple of things to consider. Miami, arguably one healthy, is one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. You have a defensive front of Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Bam Adebayo, and Kyle Lowry didn't play in this game, but Kyle Lowry – Gabe Vincent always seems to step up whenever we they play us, whenever he's against us. And same thing with, I mean, Max Strauss didn't do as well as he did in the past, but he still was solid. <clears throat> and you still have Tyler Hero coming off the bench, who I think in most people's eyes is sixth man of the year. He had 21 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Um, of course, everybody's former favorite sixer, Hi- Hayward Highsmith, who made a one-minute appearance. Who? <laughs> Haywood, Hi- Haywood Highsmith. You don't, do, you, do you not remember him? Man, I, I I barely remember Isaiah Cannon. <laughs> okay, well he was bef- he was after Isaiah Cannon. He oh, was he on was? A two- okay. he was like one of the f- remember the first year that they had two way contracts. He was the first guy that they signed mid season to one of those. Well, they mentioned during the game that Dwayne Dedman was a prize yeah. Sixer. Yes, he was. He actually yeah. got his first start with the Sixers. I think he was an un, uh, uh, undrafted free agent. Yeah. Believe it or not, um, yeah. the, of course Caleb Martin's a disruptor on defense. Like, this is a really good defensive team, and this isn't the first time I've seen a team being held under 90 points by Miami. Now, on the flip side of that, Miami can't score that much. Yeah. So if you can outscore them, and I mean, clearly the Sixers were missing were missing uh, James Harden. But the other reason why I think they struggled so much is that, first off, this is a home game for Miami. But secondly, when they beat the Heat earlier this season, I I don't think Bam was there, so there's that. But mm-hmm. more importantly, they had Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. And now you have to rely, instead of Seth Curry or James Harden, you have to rely on Forkon Korkmaz, Uriah. Mm. Forkon Korkmaz, who should not be getting any more minutes. I don't care what Doc Rivers says about him not, you know, just being in a slump. He's not in a slump. He's having a bad year. He's having a really bad year. He got the money. Yeah. And, and you know, we've seen it time and time again, Uri, where guys get paid and after a contract year and then they just plummet. It now, seems like it seems like he doesn't know. have confidence. He he yeah, lost his he's lost his confidence. It seems like he he's there, but he feels like he doesn't belong there. Does it feel like that, that way to you? I mean a little bit, yeah. He yeah. I, I think that he's being a lot more hesitant. I think his confidence is sh- shot. Uh, going back to what you were saying, yeah, I think it's a confidence thing. But to be fair, everybody, like anybody not named Tyrese Maxey or Joel, I, I mean, even Joel struggled. I'm not going to say Joel sucked, game. but like everybody else outside of those two, 
and I mean, pretty much sucked this game. Like, I'm not trying to be rude to the players. Like, everybody has a suck game that happens. This Tobias, was just... Tobias had an okay game. He okay shot. Game. He he had six. He shot six of fifteen. Right. That's not an okay game. Uh, Some fifteen shots. Not an okay game. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if it wasn't for the three free three free throws, gosh, that is a tongue twister. Um. You're right. He would have had less points than he did shots. So well, you are you are giving him a pass because he has a hurt shoulder. Right? Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but um, no. And of course, the Paul Millsap minutes were yet again disastrous. Even though he was only a minus one in the plus minus, he's just he's he should not be playing. Um, first game that DeAndre Jordan suited up Uriah. Uh, we didn't see him, but, but he Doc, didn't play. I mean, yeah, we didn't see him in Doc made it clear that he, if he was playing it's it's bad he had the fresh braids though looking he good did it, he did have the fresh braids and how about, how about shout out to the uh medallion around the neck of james harden i guess that was nipsey hustle maybe i i, I, I i'm i'm not sure i know that, i'm pretty sure that they were close though weren't they that chain yeah i think they were that chain alone cost more than my house just letting everybody know <laughs> probably cost more than my whole entire year salary um <laughs> but no um any uh uriah yeah. Did you have any takeaways? I've been talking all this time, man. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say that Tyrese Maxey, for whatever reason, his three-point shooting has become top-notch on mm-hmm. this team. Oh, I'd yeah. say even in the league, I think you said before earlier that he's shooting 43%. On I season. told you that before we came on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was a really nice bright spot for this game. I'm going to test you just and don't look at the box score. Don't cheat. Okay. So if I tell you, I'm going to give you Isaiah Joe, Shake Milton, Matisse Thibel, and Furkan Korkmaz combined. How many three pointers do you think they made? Okay. I know Matisse and Korkmaz didn't make any. I know Shake didn't make any. And I don't think I'm going to say zero. You're absolutely correct. Matisse Thibel 0 for 1, Korkmaz 0 for 4, Milton 0 for 2. Isaiah Joe 0 for 1. And meanwhile, Doc Rivers has stated publicly that these four guys are – that they're going to need two of those four guys to have good games to for this team to really advance. It's not looking good for this this quartet. No, no, no. It's not looking it good at all. Well, I'll say this. I think this was an off game for everybody because Miami's defense is that good and they needed a guy like James Harden to yeah. you know, play make and make shots easier because, I mean, we talk about Maxi shooting, but he only had one assist as the primary point guard. Like that, yeah, and yeah. Joel Embiid only had two assists. Like it, it wasn't a good game playmaking wise. How and about, I mean, we we had Maxi had two turnovers late in the game that kind of sealed the deal, right? Yeah, that was that was a really bad turnover at the top of the key. But how about Embiid getting triple teamed? That that picture has been going around social media. Just well, viral. it's the only way you're going to stop him. And yeah. some in in most throughout the season, he's actually been able to handle that pretty good. It's just Miami does have the size to actually bother him and the Which, strength. Which elevates the whole point of why Joel deserves MVP over that guy in Denver. I forget his mm-hmm. name, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah they're not triple yeah. teaming that guy. At least not at the three. Well, they can't. They, well, they can't because he's a better passer. But yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, like usually Joel can pass. Joel for pretty much all the season has been able to pass out of it. Like I said, I think they were just kind of tired. It was, Cavaliers game was not an easy win. Let me ask you this. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, we've seen Harden in four games with the Sixers. We see how much of an impact that he has on the team. Mm-hmm. And we know that Kyle Lowry is a very good player, even though he didn't suit up the other night. So in a seven-game series, Lucas, knowing what we know about these players, 
if everyone's healthy and the Sixers have to go in a seven-game series against Miami, how do they stack up? That's a tough one. As currently constructed, I think the Sixers win, but it's just because their top-end talent is better. But the Heat are a much deeper team, much more disciplined defensively. This would go a, a full seven games. And it comes down to who's going to hit more clutch shots, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry or James Harden and Joel Embiid. And that's that's where this series goes. And it, you could you could flip a coin on who you trust more because both of them, all four of those players are pretty clutch players. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the good news is that Bam's actually kind of undersized to guard Joel one-on-one. So yeah, the attention that Joel would bring, you know, triple teaming wise, like it, it would definitely make a difference for the Sixers. Um, and Joel still had 14 free throws in that game. And you know, if James Harden was in there, I think the Sixers would win, but it'd be an ugly seven game series and something that I wouldn't want to personally see the Sixers go through until the Eastern Conference finals. Right. Do they play Miami again again the rest of the season? I do don't you know? believe so. I don't think so. Um, well, what the one good thing I, I like to say about James Harden sitting is not only did he get rest, but uh, Spolstra does not have tape on him where Miami's playing the Sixers. So yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna have to adjust on the fly, at least in the first game if they meet in the playoffs. As far as them matching up, the best case scenario for the Sixers is that. Joel Embiid and James Harden could get out of bio in trouble in terms of the foul trouble and then forcing them to shoot a lot of perimeter shots, which, you know, if you rely, you live or die by the three, right? But they do yeah. have some good shooters. They do have depth, like you said. Gabe Vincent, for, for whatever reason, sees red Sixers jerseys and becomes he becomes Reggie Miller, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tyler Hero is a stud. We know he's going to be sixth man of the year. They like got a solid backup, big man rotation in Deadman and y- I don't know how to pronounce this guy's. Name is like Yetzivin. Yeah. And how about, this guy, how about this guy Struess? I was like, who is this guy? Oh, Max Struess. He he was like a D2 guy before he transferred to like a D1 AA. Um, really good sharpshooter, actually. He actually oh. went on a hot streak midseason. I almost picked him up in fantasy basketball. And, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't with that, by the way. Man, so many people are injured. So many people yeah, are injured. Yeah, that's the same story last year, but it happens. Uh, I mean, at least I didn't make any bad moves yeah. this year. But anyway. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about the Heat is uh, Duncan Robinson, I think, could be like a – like emerge as a as a key player in a series if they play the Sixers. PJ Tucker, I mean, he's okay. But Butler, what do you, you think about Butler? He's not he's shooting like twenty percent from three this year. What do you think about Butler in a series? I mean, Jimmy Butler is going to ball out. We saw it happen two playoffs ago against where he legitly outplayed LeBron James for most of that series. You mean the bubble series? Yeah, the bubble series. Yeah, eh, um, the bubble series. Yeah, I know. I'm just. He's still I mean, good. He's still yeah. Good. I, 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 he's still an all-star caliber player for sure. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, still and he and he can still get to the foul line or hit the mid-range jumper or get to the rim whenever oh, yeah. he wants. He's kind of like he's actually kind of like Demar Derozan in some ways. Only Demar yeah. Derozan's a better mid-range shooter. Um, hey, what would you think of that slap on the back of the head that Joel gave on him? You think that was intentional? I th- I think they were just playing around. If anything, it I, looked intentional I, to me. 
I, not I, like I, malicious, but yeah, like, I mean, he probably get, did. A, I mean, like they're buddies. They're buddies. Yeah. So like, like yeah, he hit him for leaving Philly. This is yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they're buddies. I there's no malicious. If it was intentional, which it it might have been, um, I don't think there was any malicious intent behind it. So we know that prior to last season, there were rumors about. Kyle Lowry coming to the Sixers and a sign and trade for Maxi and other potential picks or players. So, Lucas, how glad are we that Maury didn't trade Maxi for Kyle Lowry? I think we're so glad that <laughs> Tyrese Maxi is pretty much untradeable now. I, I like, I can't think of a realistic star that I'd rather trade out for Tyrese Maxi mm. and his potential. And I, I wrote about it tonight about how Maxi pretty much okay. <clears throat> So the way I see it is with Joel and, and Harden, you have a you know champion just with those two. You have a championship window of three to four years, right? Max, right? Yeah. Okay. Maxi extends that window because I think his potential is either as a pro- secondary or possibly Uriah. I you know I don't want to be overly optimistic here, but I think, and this is where I'm going to give his you know Chris the extra. Tyrese Maxey praise, but I mean, probably not the only place, but you're right. I, I think Tyrese Maxey could be a primary option on a championship team. Oh, pump your brakes there, buddy. I mean, we have to wait and see, but I mean, look, look who's who's learning from. I mean, the potential's there. That's why, that's all I'm saying. Like the potential's there and he's, look who's learning from now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't deny that. As far as what I think, Look, I, I've never been a big Kyle Lowry guy, even though he went to Villanova. He's a Philly product. And I'm glad that Maury stuck to his guns. We got Harden. We kept Maxi, And we see how much of an impact he can have, even as a young player in the open court, now developing a three-point shot that he can either shoot off the catch or just pull up and rise up in the defender's face. So I'm thrilled. I, I, I cannot imagine Kyle Lowry on this team i just mm-hmm. he'd be a nice player but I, we we wouldn't have the success that we are I, well yeah because he's definitely taking a step back on the offensive end too for sure definitely um definitely. and we're going to talk about this win because it was a close win it was a hard fought win cavaliers are one of the top teams in the east uh you know arguably a contender probably won't get as far as they hope because they're pretty young still and they were without um who was it um the guy that they traded for, what was his name? Um, Karis LeVert in this game. Yeah, he's been out for a while. Um, but, you know, still they have pretty good depth overall. Uriah, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about this game? Well, we know that that first quarter, Cleveland couldn't miss. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. they came out hot. The Sixers struggled in the first quarter. But then the subsequent three quarters, the Sixers came out on top in each quarter it was like a tale of two halves, and you have to give credit when credit is due. Darius Garland is an all-star, and he's going to be an all-star for years to come. Agreed. Had, Lucas, he had 19 assists. Yeah, 26. 19. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's crazy if you think about it because last matchup, I think he only had like two assists and like six turnovers. Yeah. He put he, he made sure Matisse Thibel was not going to get the better of him again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Darius Garland is a stud. Kevin Love, he was he was hot early and he cooled off. 
And uh, Okoro, I think that's he's one of your favorite guys from a draft draft class. Oh, um, no, 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 he was not. You didn't have him high in your draft? No, no, absolutely yeah. not. No, yeah. I thought he was kind of overhyped. Oh, kind of okay. see him like, like he's good. He's a good two. He could become a two good, like three and D guy type of guy. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's about it, maybe. Well, offensively for the Sixers, Tobias, I guess he had a had a, a better game than his first three games with Harden. He played 38 minutes at 15 points. And Bede, a little sluggish offensively, but he did have nine rebounds. Tyrese Maxey just came out and just started firing from three. That fourth quarter was a sight to see. He had 33 points in that game. Harden had 25 and 11. Millsap is just... I don't know. They 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 elected to go with George's Niang and Tobias Harris as the rotating center. Well, one. that was a that was a big game for him. Niang the the mini yeah. man, as yeah. you like call him. He had seventeen points. He was mm-hmm. five or eight from three. It was and Shake Milton. Good for Shake Milton coming out having a having a good game. And yeah. Uh, so the Sixers they definitely it was a nail biter at, at some points, but they came out with the W. What'd you think? I, I thought it was probably one of the better games you'd see from the Sixers with the James Harden era. Joel, I, I think Joel's – I hope that he's not taking coasting now because, like, I want him to get that MVP. But clearly, I mean – okay, the weird thing. Weird thing in this, Uriah. Guess who had the most shot attempts? Uh, Maxi. No, Tobias Harris with 16. Oh, yeah, 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 16, yeah. Joel had 14, Maxi had 15, and Harden had 10. Granted, mm-hmm. Harden had 12 free throw attempts. Both Maxi and Joel had nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, I mean, in terms of, like, scoring-wise, yeah, 15 points is the minimum you want from Harris moving forward. Like, I'm happy with 15 because you know that Maxi, Harden, and Joel are going to be ahead of him. But, like, 15 points from your fourth option, you're right. That's a win. That, that's a win in yeah. my book. George Niang, you know, 5 of 8 from downtown, 17 points. Uh, played a little bit of center in that game, too. Was, and then Shake Milton. This Shake Milton, this is the game that proves to me that Shake Milton should be getting all of Fork on Cork Maz's yes. minutes. I agree. I, I, I you cannot play Corkmaz. His confidence is shot. Is he done. Just, he's done. It's he, done. He's it's not enough time to recover in the season. I don't know what no. Doc is holding on for, but yeah. Look, like, the, the writing's on the wall. The writing like if, is on the wall. Like, like I get what Doc's holding on to because if Corkmaz can get back to his old self, like awesome. Like that's great. Then then he can almost mimic a, a you know to a lesser extent what. Seth Curry did, but he's not going to get there. I think it's just like they, they have less than what 20 games now. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. If, so if, if the playoffs started today, Lucas, you'd have the starting five Harris and beat Maxi Harden, and Theibel. and off the bench, you have to go. Obviously Niang is their best bench player. Yeah. Andy green is going to get some minutes. Shake. I, I assume. Well, definitely shake. And I assume Deandre Jordan's going to yeah. get some big man minutes and that's it. You can't. Yeah. Isaiah Joe, I was trying to give him as much as I could in terms of like benefit yeah. of the doubt, but he he did not look good last night against the Heat. No, I, I I think part of the reason for Joe's struggles is that out of all the young prospects on the Sixers, guess who's gotten the least amount of G League run? Joe, Joe, because he's he been on the Sixers bench. Yeah, yeah, because they need him for extra depth, but at the same time, they're not playing him regularly. Yep. And I think wasn't he injured part of his rookie year too? I don't recall. He didn't go to the G League bubble until halfway through. 
Right. I remember that. Yeah. So he's gotten the least amount of run with the G League, unlike Paul Reed, unlike Charles Bassey, unlike Jaden Springer. And all these young players are getting run in the G League, except for Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. And young players need time to develop. Joe needed that because Joe was not spectacular in the G League. Like he was okay, but he was not spectacular. Right. So, like, I think this, I think Joe, like, I love Joe and I would love to keep him. But unless you're getting rid of Corkmaz and giving him minutes next year, mm. you need to trade him because you're yeah. going to ruin him otherwise. Yeah, that's that's the way I feel about it. But in terms of scoring wise, I mean, great. I mean, this is a great game. James Harden had 11 assists. And like this is what the offense, the this Sixers offense with James Harden. You're right. I don't think without James Harden with James Harden lineup, I don't think they scored under 120 points. I, I I agree. I, I I'd, I'd have to double check the stats, but I think it's at least 120. That sounds right to me. Yep. Yep. So like, that he makes things so much easier for everything. Everybody else, not named Tobias Harris, and uh, I mean this was a weird game for uh, Thibel, but he had five thousand. I mean he just he could not He's catch scoreless. a break. He's scoreless in his last two games. I I think teams are starting to try to take him out of the game early with foul trouble. And I think that's throwing everything off. Maybe Doc should. I. But the thing is, like, I wouldn't start Danny Green. He can only play maybe 16, 18 minutes a night. Right. I, I, I could not, in good confidence, start him because I, I think he's he's closer to retirement. Like, if he does not get it, because he's on a, a non-guaranteed contract mm-hmm. this summer. If the Sixers don't bring him back, you're right. I could see him retiring because, yeah. like, I don't think many other teams would want to bring in, uh, you know, cooked Danny Green onto their bench, kind of like what happened with Mike Scott or you know Amir Johnson. I don't think he's at that point. Oh no, no, he's Mike not at that point. Was... I mean, no, no. M- M- Paul Millsap is at the Mike Scott point, but like you yes. get what I'm saying. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. you know, maybe they could waive Mike Scott. I mean, Paul Millsap for somebody, but I don't think they'd be playoff eligible at this point. Yeah. Um. But no, it's this was a good game. Like I can't mm-hmm. complain. But let me ask you this: Now that we've seen Harden in the, on the Sixers versus Cavs, how do you think they match up in a playoff series? If they had Colin Sexton, I think they would have a fighters punch. Was it fighters chance? If, fighters uh, punchers, whatever, chance. whatever. Punchers, fighters, punchers, whatever. Pun- pun- you guys know what I'm talking about. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Uh, you have to figure Kevin Love is pushing what 36, 37. Um, he's like 33, dude. Is he? Yeah, well, he just has a lot of gray hair. It's a lot it's of gray hair, a lot of injuries. <laughs> yeah, Darius Garland would be their only hope. Jared Allen is nice, but we know Karis Levert's not bad as a scoring option. But he's not. He won't be back by then. It, well, well, I don't even know what his injury is. I can't I didn't even, even know that last he was time injured. he played. Yeah, he he played then, for him after he got traded for him. Traded to well, him. Well, haven't seen him in a while. We have to check his injury report. But Marketon is, I mean, he's not what he was in, with the Bulls. Isaac Okoro is not really a difference maker. Jared Allen is barbecue chicken versus Joel. Yeah, that's true. And, and Osman is not an effective player. You, you forgot. You, you, you forgot one guy. Who? Evan Mobley? Oh, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. On, he's, dude, he's one of the front runners for Rookie of the Year right now, man. Yeah, but we know rookies don't really make noise in the playoffs. He has uh, tell Tyrese Maxey that. T- tell my, Tyrese Maxey that when they played against the Washington Wizards last year. Yeah, but 
Mobley's I'm just not. saying. I'm just saying. All right. Well, I'm just saying. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think? They oh, have uh, the, the Sixers. The, the Sixers one in five or six. Like yeah, Cleveland might get one or two, one one or two games, but like yeah. Sixers are winning this in like five or six games. Yeah. Cleveland's a nice up and coming team, but they're probably a piece or two away. Like if they had a dynamic small forward, then I'd be afraid. And can maybe a better say, bench. Can you say LeBron James? You know, <laughs> you know, there's rumors. There there's are rumors, rumors, but he's not a free agent this offseason. He's a free agent next offseason. So maybe we'll see. Yeah. Like, you know, they could draft Ronnie in 2024. And then, you know, maybe maybe that could happen. I don't know. I I wouldn't mind it. Certainly wouldn't mind it. Actually, that would yeah. be that would be a good way for him to cap it off. And, uh, you know, I'll say this. If he goes to Cleveland. He better just try to fit in instead of trying to make the guy build a team around him because he's too. Don't, I was about to cuss. <laughs> he's too old to be asking a team to build around him at this point. They need to. They need to like. He needs to learn to fit in on that Cavs team if he goes back. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, I think they're one dynamic small forward away from really being a threat. I yeah. I, I think that, and maybe like some more depth outside of like. I could see if they keep Colin Sexton and Karis Levert, I could yeah. see Sexton being like the sixth man off the bench, like a Jamal Crawford type of deal, Lou Will. I could see him doing that. I think that would be a good role for him. Yeah. You got Kevin Love still coming off the bench because he's in one more year of his contract, I think. he's in. La- he'll be in the last year of his deal next year and then. But outside of that, you don't really have a strong bench. So, like, I mean, Osmond's okay, but he's kind of like Cork Moss. I think all in all, it's like you said, it'll be 4-1, 4-2. Yeah, something let's... like that. All right, so Lucas, I found a really interesting stat, something that Sixers fans will be not only impressed by, but have a ton of hope for the future, at least for the playoffs. So according to ESPN Stacks and Info, I got this on Twitter, if we look at the total points that uh, our big three, and I speak of Embiid, Harden, and Maxi. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you what? said Tobias Harris was part of the big three. Okay. Well, well, what happened to Tobias? What right. happened to your Tobias train here? That was, your, that was your perfect cutoff. All right. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I, before I introduce this topic, <laughs> I have to go back on my word. I'm, uh-huh. to, I, am, I have humility, unlike a Stephen A. Smith, who's like, uh-huh. you know, oh, Daryl Morey's got fleece. Nah. I will admit when I'm wrong, and I it only took what five six games to realize four this. games four games. Yeah, well, that's a good enough sample size. Look, I, I thought that Tobias would elevate his game with Harden, and it's the exact opposite. He's lost. I feel bad for him because you have the pressure of all that money that he's earning, and it's not his fault that he can't really adjust. He doesn't really know his place, his role, when to shoot, where to post up, and. And part of that could be Doc Rivers' like conundrum, but I have to admit, Lucas, that Maxi is is that third star right now. Uh, sweet to admit, music to my ears. Well, as I wash down this bite of humble pie with mm. a pint of whiskey, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I have to say that check this check this out, Lucas. So the first mm-hmm. four games together, uh, they're the first trio of teammates to score 20 points in their first four games together in NBA history. So Embiid had uh, 34, 37, 27, and 22. Mm-hmm. Hard in his first four games with the Sixers, 27, 29, 26, and 25. And Tyrese Maxey, 28, 21, 25, and 
33. This is remarkable. So, Lucas, how sold are we on this new big three of Embiid, Harden, and Maxi? How many stocks can I buy and where can I buy them? Hey, man. <laughs> like, seriously, though. Like, yeah. I mean, he, I, I've been preaching this since Joel Embiid went out, like, for that 10-game stretch in the beginning of the season. Before James Harden came on the team, Tyrese Maxey was the second best player. Now he's the third best player. It's not even close because the difference between uh, Harris and Maxey is that Harris is not fast enough nor skilled enough to create his shot consistently off the dribble. Maxey is. And by the way, you're right. I don't know if you've noticed this. He's already added James Harden step back three. He's already done that. Like how many plays? Like, like literally, only I think James Harden, Damian Lillard, Lillard, or and maybe yeah. Steph Curry are like the three players that do it. And now we already have Tyrese Max. This kid is a sponge. Yes, he like, is. like, yes, he like is. the amount of progress that he's made even during the season. Like before James Harden came on the team, he was on a stretch of averaging like six assists a game for I don't even know how many games. It was it was unprecedented. And he had, he had like two double doubles with assists prior to James Harden coming, and the three point shot has elevated so much even during the season. During I think during the four game stretch that he's played with Harden, mm-hmm. he's averaged seventy percent from downtown on wow. fourteen of twenty shots wow. from downtown. Like it's not on a small volume. That's five three pointers a game, pretty much. We know that's going to cool off, though. Right? Yeah, of course. But cool even off. if it goes back to a season average, that's forty three percent. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Like I don't expect him to average like I don't expect him to average like twenty three points post All Star game for the rest of the season. But he could average nineteen to twenty. That's mm-hmm. completely possible because. Even without James Harden, he was averaging what, what like 16, 17? Mm-hmm. Like getting him to 20, not mm-hmm. unheard of. And this kid is special. He's a sponge. I I've already said that I think he has all-star potential. Uri, if he plays like this or even like 80% of this the rest of the season, yeah, he's an all-star next year, as long as he can keep it up, turn it into that again next year. And if the playmaking even continues to go further along. Oh yeah. gosh, there's he's he's going to be something special in this league because he's I, already a really good defender. I have two statistics that really latch onto the concept of this big three being okay. dangerous. The number, okay. the first one is has to do with turnovers per game. Okay, Lucas, if I told you that the Sixers averaged the second least worst amount of turnovers in the entire league. Second least worst turnover rate in the entire league. Would you believe me? Rate, you mean percentage-wise? Per, no, no, per game. Per game. Per game. Least amount per game. They're, they During this the stretch? Sec- no, for the whole season, Lucas. For the, I, I mean, possibly, yeah, because Tyrese Maxey is a really low turnover player. The only high turnover player is Joel, and he's doing pretty good with that this season. So, yeah, Listen I wouldn't to me. be surprised. They do not turn the ball over. They The second least out of yeah, all Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you. That that is that is such an important stat, especially in the playoffs when every possession matters and you have a player like mm-hmm. Maxi who's stingy, who's careful with the ball. Harden is going to turn the ball over. We know that, but his, you know his assisted turnover rate is, is ridiculous. But mm-hmm. if I'm looking at it right now, in 35 minutes a game, Maxi only averages 1.2 turnovers and mm-hmm. four and a half assists. Yeah. 
So that stat for this big three stands out to me. And the other one is obviously free throws per game. They lead the league in free throws per game, uh, particularly Harden and Embiid. You cannot stop them. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, when he gets to the line, he is an 86% free throw shooter. I think Mm -hmm. all three of them shoot above 84%. That sounds that, about right. That is that's a huge, huge advantage that the mm-hmm. Sixers have, especially with this big three. So I'm sold, man. I'm sold two, too. I'm sold because you need a big three that can space the floor. They can. You need a big three that can be positive defenders. Out James Harden's not is like average, maybe. Your big three needs to be able to complement each other with their skill sets. Maxi's most dangerous in, tra- in transition and as a third option in offense. James Harden runs the show and can get his offense when he picks and chooses. And Joel's the engine that makes everything go. Yeah. Like they know their roles already. That's the thing that 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 everybody should be mind blown about here, Uriah. They know their roles. Yeah. They've only played four games together. Now, granted, James Harden did not play prior to the All-Star break. And during the All-Star break, I'm sure they had film session, but like the fact that these three already know their roles, and I'm sure Tobias Harris will figure his out sooner mm-hmm. rather than later. Mm-hmm. But like Uriah, we haven't seen a big three click this easily. I mean, like we kind of saw it in Brooklyn when he was there last year, but the sample size was so small yeah, that they couldn't like, we, stay healthy. Yeah, they, they couldn't stay healthy, and then you know the whole entire Kyrie thing, <laughs> um, which probably led James yeah. to one out anyway. Um, but my point is, is that outside of those two situations, when we have, have we ever seen a big three click this easily? Well, that I mean, leads me, late- well, that leads me to the next question. Uh huh. So is there any team in the East currently that can match the production of this trio? Let, let, I, let's, let's just go down the top five, six teams. So Miami compare their big three to ours. What do you think? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was quick. Here's a tougher one. Milwaukee. This is this Ooh, is that's tough. a tough. Um Giannis, Giannis, Giannis and Joel cancel each other out. Right. James that Harden is better than than James Harden is better than Drew or Middleton. Right. I would say Drew and Middleton are probably better than Tyrese. You think so? You think uh, Middleton's better than Tyrese? Maybe, well, okay, that. that might be a flip. Not right now. Not, not right now. But can't Tyrese can do more than Middleton. Would you agree? Uh, but not defensively. What? Wait, you think Middleton's a better defender than dude? Tyrese Middleton's Maxey? a really good defender. Uh, hmm. I'm just saying. Check, okay. check, check right. it. No, no, I, I'm okay. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, that's offensively, a, that's what I'm talking about. Offensively, off, offensively um, I mean, it depends because Middleton just went off for like 44 today. I think isn't, but you if you put the clamps on him in the playoffs, I mean, I mean. Maxi can kill you in so many different ways. Speed, shooting, free throws. I mean, you could make the argument that Maxi is better than Middleton, but I don't think you can make the argument that Maxi's better than Drew Holiday. Okay. All right, let's go to Chicago. You have Zach Mm -hmm. Levine, you have DeMar DeRozan, and I guess Vooch. Vucevic, what do you think? That's a tough one. It is. Because Vooch can put up close to numbers that Joel can. Oh, he's double-double. Yeah, he's a double-double. He's a 2010 guy. Yeah. He's probably your weakest link. Right. But I would say he's probably better than Tyrese right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have Zach Levine and James Harden going head to head. I give that nod to James Harden, but it's a close one. 
And then DeMar and Joel, well, Joel demolishes DeMar, I think, personally. Though DeMar has been special this season and should be a top three MVP candidate. Yeah, I will say that. Um, but yeah, I think the Sixers win that one. Someone so that- on Twitter, someone on Twitter was talking about this, and I, I tweeted back at them. And I said, "Look, Joel pretty much dominates Vooch ever yeah, since that, he that's was with true. Orlando." Yeah. And then, as far as matchups, you have to figure Zach Levine has been owned by Matisse Thybulle, so it's yeah. not like Maxi would be guarding him. And then Demar Derozan, mm-hmm. and then obviously. Well, James he, Harden is a he, better he, player. He, here's my thing, though. In that series, in that hypothetical series, would you rather have Matisse on DeMar DeRozan? I would, personally. Because uh, DeMar DeRozan has one playoff series. Zach yeah. Levine has not. So who do you put on Zach Levine? Tyrese Maxey. Tobias. Oh, you put Tyrese. Maxey? No way. Yeah, I mean, cl- first off, they're six, closer. 6'8 versus 6'3? Uh, uh, Zach Levine's 6'6". Six, six. I still think he abuses Maxi. I mean, maybe, but right I'd rather I, you know what? Maxi's a pest. I'll take it. I'd rather slow down Demar more because Demar can be lethal. Yeah, I, I think Tobias can hold his own against him, but nah, we'll, nah. we'll see when that day comes. All right, uh, Boston, who had a big game today. You saw uh, who's their Jason, third? Well, Jason Tatum put up fifty today. And yeah, beat Brooklyn. So the third would be Marcus Smart, I would think, right? No, I think they're saying though. I'm listening to Boston fans. They're actually saying Rob Williams. What for the defensive aspect? I'd say Al Horford before that guy. Uh, Rob Williams is actually having a really underrated defensive season. Um, Yeah, he's really good. They're playing. It's they're playing a different style of defense. They're not. You would think that you would have Al Horford guarding the power forward. You actually have Rob Williams. Be playing the power forward and having him be the weak side defender on those pick and rolls so that he can come in and just wipe him out of the, like kind of what like Giannis does. Right. So that actually works really well for Boston. But, I think, uh, I think the Sixers have a better big. Thing. Yeah. I think the first two could be, a, you know, J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are really special players. And, you know, if I'm Boston, I'm not splitting them up. If Brown and, and, and Tatum, let's say they don't have a good night. You're uh-huh. relying on their third player, their third best player to step who, up. Who's That's, their third best player? It it uh, who knows, right? Yeah. The fact, like right now, nationally, you could say Tyrese Maxey and say this kid is a stud, and he will yeah. step up and he will produce. If Joel and Harden have a tough game, they're top two. You know, Maxey's going to step up. You can't say the same for Boston. You don't know if this Brown guy or if Horford's going to step up. You don't know that. Tice is not going to do it. Smart might do it, but who knows? I, I yeah, you're right. You just you don't know. And I think Boston is sorely lacking that. Now, I think they're going in the right direction with point guard in terms of getting a guy like Derek White. Uh, I think they need a more playmaking, you know, f- you know, centered point guard. But, like, if they could get – I think they need to get a center that can score a little bit more because the wings are already covered. You, know, you don't need a yeah. scoring point guard. You need somebody to distribute. So if you can get a center that can give you – 16 to 18 points a night. I think that's that's where Boston would really be dangerous then. All right, the last trio, let's just skip down to Brooklyn. Uh their big three, obviously Simmons, Durant, and Kyrie. What do you think? Uh Joel and Durant cancel each other out. I say James Harden's better than Kyrie. Yep. So then you're going, who 
who's better? Who do you trust more in a playoff series, Tyrese Maxey <laughs> or Ben Simmons? I think we we both know the answer. Irony is so <laughs> sweet. Irony is so sweet. <laughs> you know, teammates. And and you know the crazy thing is, I hear Kendrick Perkins say it all the time on First Take or anywhere on ESPN. He's like, if Tyrese Maxey would have played instead of Ben Simmons, they would have won that series. He's not wrong. Listen, Stephen A. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Tyrese Maxey is a baller. Joel Embiid, give him the MVP right now. That was a horrible. You know, you know the thing is, you had the accent, you just don't have the depth of the voice. It, it was have the the bass. I, 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 yeah, you don't have Stephen the bass. A. Stephen A. No, Come on, Stephen A. <laughs> uh, he, he, I think it's just a Southern thing, man. It's just yeah. On He's a note. Texas boy. Yeah. On, on my on my bad imitation. Let's go to the next topic. Hold on. Oh, you're not the only one that's had bad imitations on this podcast, so don't feel bad. Uh, and we're going to talk about the trade between the Sixers and the and the Nets because you know why not? Because the Sixers look great and the Nets look awful. Like, <laughs> let's let's just call it out. Is um, Nets GM Sean Marks announced that there is no timetable for Ben Simmons to return to the court. He is having a lower back issue, which he's kind of had in the Sixers with the Sixers in the past, but not really to this severity, of course. Should Brooklyn fans feel swindled at this point, Uriah? Well, we know that Ben Simmons has been dealing with this back injury for some time. It's, it's I think it has to do with not having a spine. <laughs> oh, you drowned out my drum. I'm sorry. It was just so good. There, there we go. go. All right. There we go. All right. There but go. I'm glad you laughed at it. But anyway, so if I was a Brooklyn fan, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go to our clubhouse because Lucas and I, we we joined clubhouse and we talk Sixers and we, we get the chance to meet uh, a lot of different fans from around the NBA. Uh, shout out the fat man. <laughs> Lucas mm-hmm. doesn't like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Sorry, fat man. But anyway, I think Brooklyn fans, from what I've heard, they're starting to sour on this deal. They thought that they were getting this amazing defensive player this three-time all-star, this player who is unstoppable on the open court, a guy who can doesn't need to shoot because Kate, Katie and Kyrie are on the wings, and the guy won't even suit up. Instead, he's at practice just kind of lofting up soft, soft jumpers. So if I were a Brooklyn fan, I would feel swindled. I would feel as though uh, we panicked. But then at the same time, you don't know what Harden was going to do in the offseason. I would be really ticked off because Brooklyn, if they're healthy, they have a legitimate shot at an NBA title with mm-hmm. Ben Simmons dragging his feet and claiming whatever issues he has. It's a shame. It's really a shame. Well, you know, I, if I'm Brooklyn fans, I wouldn't be too worried, especially after uh, March 11th goes by, then, then I would be, then I think you'll see uh, more, you know, updated status on Ben Simmons availability. Just saying, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not saying that he's being a coward and not showing up for this game, but um, yeah, I'm kind of saying it. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna call him out here. If Stephen A. Smith is willing to call you out, I should be able to too. Why not, Ben Simmons? You're being a coward. Show your face, because if you don't do it during the regular season and you have to play us during the playoffs, you're gonna. Well, I can't say that phrase on the podcast, but there's going to be bricks involved. <laughs> yeah thanks ben simmons 
I, that, I, I think he will his back will start feeling much better at, on March 11th here I that's that's what I think and I think Brooklyn fans should realize what's actually happening here because that that's exactly what's happening there are actually some fans out there that think that when Ben Simmons returns that all of his demons and all of the all of his hang-ups that were from Philadelphia are all of a sudden going to disappear and he's going to be a new player with Brooklyn. It, I just don't see it happening. It's, Man, it's really you... difficult. It's look, it's really difficult to break bad habits, not only as a as a as a person in life, but as an athlete, because you get used to certain regiments, you get used mm-hmm. to certain ways of doing things. And for him to be able to shoot better just because Cal Corver shows him a new shooting style, come on. Let's be real. Let's be real. Also, Kyle Corver, you're being a trader by working with the Nets. Come back to us. I would like Cal Corver on his team. Of course. I'd take yeah. it. I'd take yeah, it. maybe he could finally help Matisse get a shot. Mm. Um, sorry. Didn't mean to be a shot, but it was That's kind right. of a shot. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think do they should they feel swindled? I mean, I think if you're a smart Nets fan, then you realize that he's just trying to avoid this game. But, you know, I I don't want to take a shot at New Yorkers here, but I, I feel like New Yorkers are like Sixers fans in terms of they think very emotionally, and I think that's what's happening here right now too. Lucas, they could use his help because they're tied for falling out of the play-in spot. They could. Atlanta, they could. They might not make the playoffs. They, they 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 really might not. The East they could is, use Simmons' defense. They could. Like they could. He, he like no lie. He could probably make a big difference. But the thing is, is that first off, if you put Ben Simmons in that starting five, you cannot play Andre Drummond anymore. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no. Secondly, and more importantly, is this. Um. Who's who's going to score? Uriah. Even if Ben Simmons is back, KD's going to need a second fiddle to help him score. Well, Kyrie would score. They would. They would. But Kyrie's them. only playing away games, and they only he can only oh, play yeah. seven more games this regular season. And here's yeah. an interesting fact that I, I learned from ESPN. Uh, binge watching YouTube's of them all day to catch up on my ESPN basketball, you know, regimen of the week. Um, you know, if the Nets played right now in the play, if the playoff playing started right now. I think they would be playing the Toronto Raptors. And if that's the case, Uriah, Kyrie Irving can't play that game either. Because oh, Toronto- they have the better seating. Oh. No, well, that and the fact that Toronto, you can't. Oh, there are restrictions play. up there too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So wow. he's pretty much screwed either way. Mm. And if I remember correctly, the top two seeds play for the seventh seed, right? In the first round of the play-in, and then the second round yeah. of the play-in, the winner the, of that plays the the bot. The loser of that plays the eight seven. The loser of the eight seven plays the winner of the nine ten for the eighth spot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and right now, I believe what the Nets are like ninth or tenth, right? Or are they eighth? I just know that they're right above Atlanta for that bottom spot. Okay, so that means that they could lose in the first round of the play-in and just be out. How about the the Wizards might sneak in? They, I think they're only two and a half games out. That actually. would be so messed up if they made it in Brooklyn. Did they got Kristoff Porzingis back, but they don't have Bradley. What if they got in without Bradley Beal? Man, if I'm Kevin, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm really questioning Kyrie's loyalty. Mm-hmm. I I am, I am, and 
you know, I would definitely be questioning Ben Simmons, you know, integrity of like whether he he actually loves the game or not. Like, I mean, That's we've a- uh, we've questioned that here plenty of times. But yeah. if I'm KD, I'm I'm starting to question it there because like That's- he's laughing, he's you know going on road trips with the teams, like he's doing all this stuff with the team, but he's not playing. And it's because he's trying to avoid that May tenth because he's not mentally ready to deal with the booze. But it's going to be a lot easier to do it during the regular season, during the postseason, Ben. You might it's like it's like getting a booster shot when you're a kid. You might as well just suck it up and get it done now. Like that's that's where it is, Uriah. That's how I feel about it. But let me ask you this: How do we? How do we feel? Veterans like Katie and Kyrie should feel about Simmons' unavailability so far. Well, I have a theory. Okay. My theory is that if you look at the NBA and, and the players, all the stars in particular, game respects game, right? Mm-hmm. If, if a guy plays basketball and he recognizes a guy that plays basketball and puts his heart out there and he commits himself, there's a mutual respect there. There could be uh, players around the NBA, stars in particular, who really don't really respect Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And we know that Katie and Kyrie have the hardware. I'm talking about championships, mm-hmm. uh, MVP for Katie. If I were Katie and Kyrie, and I'm looking at Ben Simmons, and he's already not showing up and showing heart, I have a problem with that. I, I would, I would have a level of disrespect for him. Uh, it's only a matter of time before Simmons has one of those games that we know in Philadelphia, a one point game or like a, you know, like a weak triple double, a 10, 10 and, you know, 12, but they end up losing the game because Simmons is not aggressive. So I think that they probably feel a little bit right now. They're disappointed, but at the same time, Kyrie only has but so much room to talk. But if I was them, I'd be like, what, what did, what did we do? They're missing James Harden right now. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, they're definitely missing James Harden. Um, so two things that I want to touch on really quick. The hardware that you talk about, I'm going to say, they wouldn't have had those hardware without Stephen Curry and LeBron James because neither one of them were making it. Well, okay, KD made it once to the finals but got spanked by LeBron. But wait a minute. Like, they did contribute to that. KD was the one who hit they those did. shots. They did. Kyrie hit a big they shot did. in the finals. But could they do it by themselves? No. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. The other thing that I really want to touch on here is that KD and Kyrie, they're different than most NBA superstars. I think that uh, the mentality-wise, I think that's fair to say, right? KD will get into it on Twitter with fans, right, on a burner account. Kyrie, well, we already know Kyrie just different. And that's <laughs> – like, I, I don't want to be rude about it because, you know, I don't want Fat Man coming after me on the podcast here. <laughs> I thought we left Fat Man out of this. Ah, okay, I'll leave Fat Man out of this. But no, but seriously, um, I you know I could see them instead of actually being mad with Ben, I could see them actually understanding and like almost coddling him even more. What? I could see crazy? it. Nah, man, think about it. Think about it. Like that's a hot take, right well, there. No, no, no. Think about. It. You know how much Kevin Durant has been on the you know has had Kyrie's back. You know how much. You know, like most superstars wouldn't have Kyrie's back as much as Katie does, right? Because they're boys. Right. And I can see Kyrie, you know, mental health being a 
like I, I think that's one of his causes, right? Like, so like if Ben Simmons is struggling with that, he ain't gonna question that. You know what I mean? So in that regard, I could definitely see it as a way of like them actually being understanding and almost coddling him. But didn't they didn't they see the same thing we saw in the Atlanta series? Well, uh, uh, well, let's let's does Kevin Durant see the same thing we see with Kyrie right now? No, but 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 on, you, you can't yeah, compare because they have a history. They played in the Olympics together. Those two but, guys. Are well, they played against Ben in the Olympics. My, yeah, my, and Ben didn't even play last year because he was scared. Well, he I, was in Wimbledon watching tennis. Yeah. Well, my 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 point being here, Uriah, is that I could I could see there's a world in which I could see them actually being understanding and almost coddling Ben versus actually being disrespectful. I don't think that's the right move. Yeah. I think they should hold him accountable, but doesn't seem like anybody can hold Ben accountable because as soon as they do, you know, he'll just, you know, not show up. I think your logic makes a sliver of sense because Kyrie and Katie have been vilified because of their stances and because some of their decisions over the years. Exactly. You wanting to, if you can't beat them, join them, that whole mentality. Mm -hmm. At the same time, look, Ben Simmons has been a national joke since June and they inherited that. And James Harden is now with the Sixers. Well, let me just say that they, let's don't make that trade without Kevin Durant signing off on it. So Kevin Durant was okay with getting Ben Simmons being the national joke that he uh, was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Definitely. Perhaps. 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 It's not 100% guaranteed. Because uh, Katie's not the owner of the team. But he basically, you, you have to run, everything that they do has to be run by Sean Marks. Katie's like, like they, eh, they, 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 they had to get permission to wave DeAndre Jordan. Katie was like, oh, Harden's going to walk? Eh. I guess so. <laughs> it's like, I mean, right. it's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, if you think about it like this, we got James Harden for essentially Seth Curry, Andre Jordan, and two first round picks. If we're going based off of what we saw on the court this season, that's yeah. crazy if you think about it. Yeah. It is. But, okay, final question here, and then we can wrap up, okay? Yeah. If Simmons returns for Brooklyn as the same player he did for the Sixers, do the Sixers win the trade, or will his fit on the Nets even things out? All right, so I've been hearing a lot of Ben Simmons is going to play better because he fits better with the Nets. And the comparison is if that actually happens in Brooklyn and and, and Harden continues to be the player he is with the Sixers, who wins that trade? I would think that the Sixers win that trade just because when it matters most, whether it's the fourth quarter of game one in the first round of the playoffs or if either team advances to the finals, you cannot trust Ben Simmons to be on the court when it matters most. Why? Because either he will be this diffident player who goes in a corner and doesn't want the ball in his hands, or he just can't be on the floor because Steve Nash can't trust that he'll make a foul shot. So I think either way, whether he comes out and balls out in Brooklyn in the playoffs, the Sixers have gotten the better of this trade. I think the Sixers have gotten the bigger, better of this trade too. And partially for the reason that you said, because if you think about it, yes, Ben Simmons more than likely cannot break his old habits of being afraid to go to the foul line in just like less than a year. And when it comes to the postseason, if I'm any team, 
I play Ben off the court by playing Hackaben, and I would do it as early as the third quarter. I would start doing Hello. it as early as the third quarter. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I'd and, do it in the first half. I think I think Scotty Brooks did that a couple times with the uh-huh. Washington Wizards, right? Yeah, he did, and it, it worked a couple games. Yeah, it did. Um, it did. The other thing that you have to consider, and and I remember one time it was a playoff game, and it was back in like two thousand and like. I want to say like 2009, 2010, I think Shaq was on the uh, the Suns. Mm-hmm. And in the first game of the series, Greg Popovich has Tim Duncan, or no, not Tim Duncan because he wasn't playing center yet, but whoever was their center, which I think was like Kurt Thomas or something, okay, literally gave, as soon as tip-off happened, he, he fouled Shaq, and Shaq looked at Greg, and Greg looked at Shaq, and they just kind of like laughed and pointed and winked at each other type oh. thing. <laughs> And if I'm a head coach, I'm tempted to do that just because like, seriously, like, why yeah. not? Why, why not? Why not? Um, you know, just destroy his confidence early. You play him off the court. And here's the other reason why I think the Sixers still win this. Ben, J- James Harden has already proven to be a better playmaker than Ben Simmons ever was in Philly. Right. He's a better scorer. Mm-hmm. And his scoring is so much better, it offsets any type of defensive upside that Ben had in Philly. Right. And yeah, you gave up a floor spacer and Seth Curry, who can, we as we saw last year, can be a liability in the playoffs. And we definitely saw uh, Andre Drummond be a liability in the playoffs as a starter for the Lakers last year too, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. So really what we did is we subtracted three players that could be, you know, defensive, two that were defensive liabilities, one an offensive liability in the playoffs for a guy that can certainly perform in the playoffs. Absolutely. I I, got to stay healthy, knock on wood. Yeah. It's like (laughs) kind of real wood. It's like that semi wood. Anyway, not the point here. Um, But no, that actually sounded like a refrigerator. No, no, no. It's my uh, it's my coffee table. I'm re- oh. I, that, that that's what I used when we uh, for fans that don't know. I use my coffee table in my living room as my computer stand when we record these podcasts. Um, but no, I think that's what you have to look at it like that. The Sixers get yeah. We take on Paul Millsap. He's not going to play in the playoffs anyway. Um, so we really get we take three players that can be played off in a playoff series played off the floor for different reasons maybe seth curry not but he's a liability if you keep him on um but two players that can definitely be played off the floor in a playoff series for a guy that who granted has not always you know elevated his game but has always played good in the playoffs yeah absolutely he's had one really bad game in the playoffs which they still only lost by single digits so i think that I think in that regard, the six is one. There you go. There you go. Um, but go ahead and your eye. You can go ahead and play us out, man. Cause I think we're, we, we've been talking for a while. We man. covered it all. We covered it all. So to all the people who listen yeah. to the six or Sense podcast, we thank you for tuning in. You can catch us on Google play audible Spotify. You can check us out on the six or sense.com. The next time you'll hear from us, it'll be, Thursday is a big game against Chicago. Maybe we can make some uh, make some room at the top of the Eastern Conference and get a win. The Sixers have won seven of their last nine games. Harden will be back in the building, and hopefully we can get that stretch going. 
with Maxi and Bean and Harden. So on behalf of Lucas, Chris, who's not here, and myself, we thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.